All right, all right, let's go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, I, Dad, big news. Yes, I guess it is in big Leafland. news. You know, I'm going to tell you what I think happened, okay? Yep. Okay. First of all, they made an agreement before. Right. According to Shanahan's press conference that uh, he said to Dubas, after the trade deadline, I want you to come back. Dubas said, talk to my agent. He goes, I don't want to get we, in. They agreed. They agreed. And then at the end, they agreed before they, they sat down and they had an, an arrangement and that they were going to announce it after the playoffs. Then Shanahan said, I don't think he should go on tele, television. You know, and, you know, and he said, no, it looks like I'm avoiding all the stuff that went on. So he went on. And while he was on, they'd already made an agreement. This is the the part that I can't, uh, I can't. Uh, by the way, he's making four million a year. Four million. That was yeah. That the it was room, offered. That was the offer. Four million for four years. Yeah, for four years. So they made the agreement and everything like that. And then he gets on, and then he says he doesn't know whether he, he wants to come back or not. And then that's when Shannon said, "I didn't know whether I wanted him back or not." And there was a lot of stuff going on after, and the agent phoned him, and the and it was different than what they agreed on, and the whole thing. So, what's your <laughs> agreement, Tim? I think that. From what when when Shanahan's uh, press conference, I thought that he had doubts in his mind. I think he got mad when he when when Dubas said, you know, okay. I don't know if fan, I want to come back, and it's tough on my family. And Shanahan kind of had an inkling. So, wait a minute, we've already made an agreement. agreement here. And then when his agent called up and wanted to change the agreement, Shanahan said it was a rather short conversation. F you, yeah, because F and you. And I think once that once that happened, yeah, that yeah. was that was it. So my question is, Dad, did Dubas just make a blunder, or do you think that he? I was think if tr- he had it to do over again, he wouldn't have said that. Right, but do you think he was using his? You know, I don't know if I'm coming back to try to get more money out of Shanahan. No, I don't think so. I think he just did it. He just screwed up. He just screwed up. I just think he what screwed up. Well, let me ask that. What if he got a better offer from another team knew, and knew that if well, he said this there, and he ticked off well, Shanahan, yeah. Shanahan would yeah, say. Yeah, but he, he had already made the agreement. He shook, well, they probably shook hands. And that. And once you do that in hockey, once you shake hands, you better better live, live yeah. up. Yeah, but that it. might be old school thinking. Yeah, yeah it might well, tell be. Us, tell us the situation that happened where you shook hands and kind of, you could okay. have been a coach right. of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But All right. I, let, well, let's I'll back d- up a little bit. You, was the end of the, the Bruins and you and uh, Harry and was Paul Mooney and they yeah. offered you a contract and but they said, your management died and you're not a player. You got to stop talking to the press. You got to be management. I was a player's coach as they, as they say. So dad, yeah. let's, let's go back a little bit. When, you you were actually offered a contract with the Bruins. I was uh, I was not fired. I was offered a contract. They said that you had to be more management and less player. And I said and I can't. I said I can't. I, that's the way I coach. 
And uh, so you went to look for uh, other. Uh, and well, so, I didn't look. They, they were. Well, they were, you had Alan Eagleson as your agent. Yeah, and Alan Eagleson was my agent. And <laughs> you tell a story, Tim. It's a pretty good story. So and, then you. So it came down to. I remember sitting at the kitchen, and it came down to Philadelphia and Colorado. Yeah. Right. And Colorado was the worst team in the league. league and Philly was one of the better teams in the league. So yeah, it was. you kind of thought, well, if I go to Colorado, the GM's going to listen to me. Muron's going to listen to me. He's going to listen to me and a little. Goes, in Philly, you know, you, 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 there's a lot. There was well, little, Bobby Clark was there. there and all that. So you, so you decided to go to Colorado. You build a team. And um, so you met uh, Armin Pohan, was the son-in-law of the owner. Yeah. And Ray Muron, who was a GM, you said you went met in Dallas and you shook hands. We shook hands at, uh, you know, for the agreement. And you were going to be the highest paid coach at the time. Yeah. And Alan Eagleson calls, right? What does he say? Howard Ballard offered me $15,000 more a year, which is pretty good. And I could... And longer coach, term, too. And longer, uh, and one year longer... And I can visit my mother in the whole deal. And I said, no. I said, I can't do that. I shook hands with uh, Ray Miron. Shook. Nicholson <laughs> said, shook hands. What is this, the F and Boy Scouts? He didn't sign anything. <laughs> didn't sign anything. I said, no, but I shook my hand. I shook his hand. Well, then, but you, you know, we're getting kind of off the topic here. You said that if you did go to Toronto, they had a good team. No, I would But you, you never would have gone along, got along with I, Ballard. And you, you know, never would have gone on TV. I yeah, because Ralph Mallaby liked me, Ralph Mallaby. Uh, he was the uh, executive producer, and he he liked me. Remember, like Kenny Dryden called you up, and uh, a long time ago, and you said, "You know, Kenny, because you were lucky." He says, "In that overtime, you were looking to your looking to your to left, left, and Donnie Marcotte just just shot it, hit your and shoulder, and you were on your knees." And he said, "You, if he would have scored, we would have won the Stanley Cup." <laughs> What he said, said he goes, ah, he goes, if you want. So you won the Stanley Cup, you'd just be another coach that won the Stanley Cup that nobody knows. <laughs> and he's right. And uh, so, one thing to just get back to we, Dubas. We we're for, getting off subject here a little bit, uh, but go ahead. So, let me ask you something, Cindy. Dubas said it was tough on his family. So, did you find it tough, dad, coaching <laughs> the Bruins and Colorado and Rochester and playing. Oh, please! I, you know what? I watched. I watched that uh, conference. Uh, him talking, and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I just couldn't believe that he was really telling the truth. That it was taxing. The word was taxing on his family. Uh, no. no, you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. I mean, we never, you know what, dad, especially with the money that he's making. Four million. Did you ever, did you ever ask mom about, well, Rose, what do you think about this? I never. Well, well no, you and mom sat down and like when you were, do we go to Colorado? We go to Philly. I mean, mom kind of leaned towards Philly for a while because she would have been closer yeah. to her. She, but then you kind of you just thought that there was no what we went through. <laughs> yeah, too well, much stuff. You know what? We just we, we were tough. We toughened up. I mean, you know, if you want to make the big bucks and you want to be in the public eye, that's the price you pay. You know, Cindy. Like, I like I remember Game Seven in Montreal, and we knew it was overtime, and if Montreal scored, we knew you and Mom and I and Dad yeah. knew that. We weren't going to be in Boston. We had just had the kidney transplant. We had a, we were comfortable with our doctors, but we knew 
if Montreal scored, that was it. We, were, it. We're, yes. we're, we don't know where we're going, but we're not going here. In fact, when I was... But I wasn't fired, Tim. No, but you knew you weren't coming back. I knew I wasn't coming back. back. And I remember the teacher, after a couple of days later, he was passing out stuff about uh, courses that you want to take next year at high school. And he came to me, he goes, well, you won't be needing this. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. And then, and then you know, if, if, we, if you won... There's no way Harry, you know, they might have got rid of Harry. If you, if you would have won, you would have been the here won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but and well, we, we, this was the semifinals. We had New York. Whoever played New York, it was a piece of cake. But and mom, I mean, it was like water off a duck's back with mom. Oh yeah, mom was more nervous and it was more stressful with you doing coach's corner than it was than she was any any hockey. I, you know, I've never watched the coach's corner. I should watch the coach's court to see if I was as bad. I must have. I must have said worse things. Uh, oh, Ron and I used. We used to. Oh yeah, but it's, times have changed. Dad. Time to change. You've been on. You, been on long. Long enough. For forty. But mom. Forty three years. It was there. Forty three yeah. years. You know. You know. I talked to guys before, like uh, about about forty years old. And they said, I watched you since I was a kid. And I remember the first time the guy said it to me, I, I resented it. And then I got thinking, God, he's right. Oh, <laughs> I, re- I resent that when people, a woman my age will say, I can remember watching, you know, uh, your dad on TV when you were, when I was just a little kid on his lap. And I'm going, <laughs> wait a minute, let's just you do know, the I, math. I get that all the time. Let's about- just do the math here. <laughs> That's not true. You think you're, you know, anyway. <laughs> 43 years when you think of it. So, okay, Dad, who do you think the Leafs should get for GM? Well, first of all, you told me one thing about Keefe. If he's going to get rid of him, he should get rid of him now so he can get another job because he'll get another job. But he should have had Simmons on the bench. I really believe that. And I think he was being told and he was listening, which is what's the greatest fault of any coach. So, Dad, who do you think they uh, should get for GM? Well, I know who I'd get. I'd get that Dale Hunter. I'd get him in here. Boy, you'd win. You'd win with him, and a, a, a and he coached uh, Tavares. And uh, well, you get Mark, and then you bring Dale up as coach. That's who I'd do. I think they should. I think they should get Mark and Dale. I mean, the whole funny thing was, and they always win. What they, was that story you told about the? The most overrated. Oh guy. yeah, and this is a, this is this is the story of Mark of Mark Hunter. I mean, you know, we're we, we like Mark, but during the Ice Dog days, we weren't his biggest fans, and they uh, they weren't. No, we, I we, we kind of were battling with him. That we were in. It was a Wednesday night, and we were in Iceland's, and that's a freezing cold rink. And it was maybe the it was the two bottom teams that were playing, but Mark wanted to see this kid, and I forget his name that. He might draft eleventh or twelfth. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and he was always out. And he was always out. And he drafted the kid like thirteenth round, and the kid ended up making the team and, and has a chance to go to the NHL. So we, this was right after they they had won the world championship. Yeah. But the first game they got blown out by the Russians six nothing. Six nothing. You remember they, that score? So, so we said, oh hey, congratulations, and you know. You know, Mark's kind of humble. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he laughed. He says, remember the first game we got beat? And we go, oh, yeah. He goes, headlines in the paper, Mark and Dale Hunter, the most overrated minds in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he, he laughed about it because he won, but uh, I don't think he was laughing when, when that was put in the paper. No, no. But I, I think he'd be, I think he'd be great. But, but anyhow, I would, I would, and, and it will never happen, but I would hire Dale Hunter as the coach and you'd win. Uh, eventually you would win. And uh, Mark Hunter would be a great general manager. Yeah. That would be the, but my, and here it is. And, yeah. But you'd never tell those guys what to do. No, no. The other guy, too, I think might be a good GM is Steve Stales. Yeah. With the Hamilton Bulldogs. Yeah. I used to talk to him all the time. Yeah. He's, he's, he was out all, quite a bit, built the Bulldogs, went to the Memorial Cup, and uh, he's with Edmonton now. And he I, had too many injuries. Yeah, just injuries. But you know why, Sydney, I like him that he was smart. You can tell he's got a, he's got a brain. Is his son was a really good hockey player and eventually won OHL Defenseman of the Year. And he could have drafted him, but he knew if he drafted him, It'd be an awful pressure on the kid. So he let him go to, I think he went to Windsor. And because he just said, he goes, you know, if he gets the power play or whatever, yeah. oh, it's favoritism and it would be too much pressure. I'm sure M- Mom Stales didn't like that. <laughs> but <right>. he knew <laughs> he was smart enough to do that. And then eventually he got him later in a trade. But you go, you look and you go, see, that that, that shows he's got yeah, some he, smarts. Well, he knows what's going on. And he, and he worked his way up. He started in junior and uh, worked his way up. So... Yeah, he'd be, he'd be a good one, too. Good general manager, too. But I would take Mark as the general manager because he was always out. It was always... There'd be two guys in the arena or three guys in the arena. It'd be you and I and, and Mark. But, the, here's, but here's a question. Talk about families and all that. The Hunters have a great thing going in London. They probably are not hard up for money and everything. No, I don't think so. Why, why would they want to put their family through that? Is it more of a prestige thing? Yes. It's a prestige thing. It's the National Hockey League. And when you play... And it's Toronto. And it's Toronto. Right. And uh, believe me, they would... And if they were offered it, they would take it. I got to tell a, a funny story with Mark. One day we were out and it was, uh, we were watching the game. And again, it was kind of two middle teams. So it wasn't a lot of guys in the stands. And I sat down and Mark was kind of standing and he, he there wasn't a lot of seats. So he, he kind of sat next to me and he looked at this one kid and he, and he looked at the kid. He goes, he goes, have you seen that number 12 much? And I go, oh yeah. I said, he's, he's pretty good. And he goes, um, yeah. He says, he looks like he could really skate. Oh yeah. He's a really good skater. And he says, uh, he goes, uh, he says, does he have any jam? Because I, I can't have guys without jam. I can't have guys gutless. I said, oh, no, he's got jam. I said, he chirps a lot. Oh, he goes, I like guys that chirp. If he chir- Does he chirp? I said, watch, he'll chirp. Oh, okay. As long as he chirps and he's got jam, okay, so I'll mark him down. <laughs> and then I remember one time a scout. We were- yeah, you go back to Dale and, 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 and if he doesn't chirp or if he doesn't. Yeah, so one scout was, so one scout, we were, I was London scout, London night scout, I was watching game. And this kid was really talented, but he was, his dad would say yellow as a duck's foot. And he'd go in the corner and he'd jump out of the way and he wouldn't go in. And, and I go, so what do you think of number nine? He goes, no, what do I think of number nine? He says, if I recommend him and Dale hires him and he goes in the corner and bails out like that, he said, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> well, anyhow, I would hire Dale as, as, as the coach and I would hire Mark as the GM. And boy, you'd win. Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign, now that up, means a lot, Tim. That he, they're Canadian-owned. Yeah, that's I, for sure. 
If you sign up now and use the promo grapes, they'll match your deposit up to $500. You get 10 spins on the big wheel, and your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. So Sounds pretty good to me. Right. And they're Canadian-owned. That's right. They are Canadian-owned. Oh, yeah. But yeah uh-huh. not, not too many of them are. Everybody kind of says they are, but they're not. So, Dad, poor Edmonton. You know, I feel so sorry for their fans. And what about McDavid? He just must be well, so... Le- let me... Tim wrote a few things down. I, I'll, I'll read them here. McDavid ha- ended up with eight goals and 20 points. Dreisaitl had 13 goals. 13 goals! And uh, 18 points. Uh, against Vegas in six games, McDavid and Dreisaitl had, had 11 goals. The rest of eight came from the rest of the team. Of course, they played the most of the they didn't though. If you look, they've only they only averaged twenty two minutes a game. Yeah, well, if I if I had them, they'd they'd average about thirty. I'd tell you that. Anyhow, McDavid and Drysaddle played it. Yeah, yeah, over twenty two minutes a game. I can't believe that. Is yeah, that, that was the thing. A little bit over twenty two minutes a game. Like I thought, you know, thirty thirty five minutes. They they wouldn't have got off the ice. They wouldn't. Have. Well, if I had them, they would never get off the ice. Stuart Skinner struggled against Vegas, pulled three times, uh, save percentage 875, and goals against at four, at four. Something funny going on there. Campbell, uh, in relief, uh, had 957 saves, and, uh, and Le- goals against was 89. Was less than one. I don't, there's something funny going on there. I, I don't understand that. Unless... Unless Campbell can't start, I don't know. But holy, but dying. if you pull a goalie three times, after the second time, you think maybe I got to start. Yeah, maybe I got to start the other one. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. I I would have played Campbell, I, but I, it's easy for me to say. So, Dad, but you had that decision in '79 against Montreal and, uh, I, and the Bruins. After the second game, you had to make that decision. I went for a walk with Blue, and I I remember I remember the walk with Blue. I said, let's see, he's French, mm-hmm. he's in Quebec, and he needs, an, he needs another contract. He will play his guts out. Jilly Gilbert. Jilly Gilbert. Jilly Gilbert. I'm not going to. <laughs> he won 17 straight games. He still holds a record. Still Most holds consecutive a wins. Hard to believe. I, I, it is hard to believe. And we had ties back then, too. Yeah, that was, that was, that was straight wins. There's no ties. Anyhow, he got in, and he was absolutely fantastic. We almost did it. And I can still see that goal going, just skipping along the ice in the far corner. And only Guy Lafleur, well, and Bobby Orr could have scored that goal. You know, Dad, shouldn't have you been talking to your GM instead of taking yeah, Blue for I a know. walk? And- I know, but I knew I was gone, so it didn't make any difference. And I did. I, I put in Jilly Gilbert, and I didn't consult the uh, general manager. How did you know you were already gone at that stage? No, I knew I was gone. You guys weren't even talking. I mean, I think we told the story once before, but... He's passed you a note that said, "Don't play Jean Rattelo in Montreal because <laughs> oh. he's got." So, what instead of that helping? What did you do? I give it to uh, Bobby Schmatz, and Bobby Schmatz was a good friend with John Rattel. Show John Rattel out, and he got a hat trick that night. <laughs> so you mean to tell uh, me well, that if I you had nuts. been, so you mean to tell me that if you had won against Montreal, which meant you would have gone on to the, beat the Rangers, yeah. that you think you still wouldn't have signed. Oh, I would have signed. Yeah, they so, had I mean, to sign me. Yeah, they would have. But I, that game cost me the. 
so dad though like you know you talked about you 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 got offered the the contract by yeah, boston I but i remember again you and mom sitting at the kitchen table and what did you say to mom that kind of convinced her that okay we got to move on and you're not going to sign the contract with boston uh if he doesn't get me now he'll get me later and uh and harry would have got me later and so i just moved on yeah if you guys weren't talking and then when john rattel scored that hat trick Bobby Schmatz turned to you and said, wave to Harry. Oh, and that's behind nuts. the bench, waving to Harry up on the boxes and God. pointing to John Rattel. Yeah, God. <laughs> I must have been nuts back in those and days. And I remember everybody going, gee, I don't know who, on, on TV. For some reason, I was at home. I wasn't at that game. It was in, it was in Boston. And I remember Fred Cusick, Johnny Pearson, Don Cherry seems to be waving at somebody in the stands. Yeah. I wonder if it's, you know, his wife Rose. No, yeah, no. Mom sat over there. Harry's sitting up in the Well, box. even Mom and I asked, who's Dad waving to yeah, out there? Now, for you Canadians out there that want to uh, cheer for a team, we'll go from, well, uh, uh, Tim wrote this down, and I will read it. Dallas has eight Canadians. Vegas has 16 Canadians, Florida has 13 Canadians, and Canadians, uh, Hurricanes, have uh, four Canadians. I know who I've cheered for. Let me guess, Vegas. How do you think Cassidy feels? You know, he coached Bruins last year. The Bruins set a record in the regular season for most wins, most points, blah, 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 out the first round. And now he's one game up in, uh, in the semifinals. I know who I'm cheering for. Well, you know, I'm uh, cheering for Dallas with Max on there. Right. Cool. I, I am kind of, I'm kind of rooting for Dallas because I like Pete DeBoer. Uh, well, I'm cheering for Vegas. Should you tell that funny story about Pete DeBoer? Oh, yeah. So, well, first of all, this is the kind of guy Pete DeBoer is. He used to he go... Has, he, he, doesn't look, he doesn't look at behind the bench. He's very quiet. Yeah. He's got a funny sense of humor. But I'll tell you what kind of guy he is. Dad and Bobby Orr were doing the prospect game in Kitchener, and he was, he was one of the coaches. Because and because um, he coached the Kitchener Rangers, and Dad and Bobby never got a jacket. You know, like everybody gets no, swag. Jacks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like, you know what? You're you never got any swag. Never, from that never thing. got anything because I was looking away. and I was going to take it. Like you never like <laughs> they had jackets and windbreakers oh, and hats goodness, and, and, and sweat and pants and they just they had everything right. But, but Bobby always used to come in late. All yeah, the time. but you, it's so you're sitting there. And I think. Steve Spot, who is the assistant coach, he's been assistant. and he's the guy, the little guy that's beside uh, DeBoer all the time. time. And he was kind of going through his swag bag, and it was. Dad goes, you know, I've been doing this for how many years, and I never got a jacket. He's going on like that. You were saying it half jokingly, right? I, I was just kidding. kidding. I didn't want a jacket. And the next day, a FedEx came, and Pete DeBoer sent Dad all his jackets and swags and everything. That is really. Uh, that was so, pretty what'd you nice. do with it all, Dad? No, I don't know what I'd do. Mm, <laughs> I'd yeah. probably give it away. But <laughs> yeah. uh, tell a story about uh, oh, yeah. the guys. So, so he, he told a funny story. We're having a few beers, and he's telling a funny story. So the Kitchener Rangers are kind of owned by the city. There's not one owner. They're kind of like a community-owned. And in the old days in the Kitchener Rangers, in the old building, there was no glass between the fans and the bench. Mm-hmm. And the fans sat like... Right behind, like right? Right behind. There was, and then they've been there for about 100 years. So Steve, or um, uh, Pete was saying how it was all these season seat holders that are right behind the bench have been there for 100 years, right? And we put a power play on, we don't score. They go, well, 
I guess they're not practicing the power play enough. <laughs> I wish they'd practice the power play or somebody'd score a goal on a, uh, you know. And, and I, I, they get a penalty and they score against, well. Well, you know, I wish he'd practice the penalty killer more. I wouldn't have that guy. He goes, and I'm just steaming. But he <laughs> says, I can't say anything. <laughs> he says, I got to bite my tongue. And he says, every game we lose, all game. It was, well, he shouldn't have put that. I'd pull that goalie now. So. <laughs> But he's a he's a good guy. I'd like to see him. Uh, it would be nice to see him win a cup. But Vegas with sixteen Canadians. Would be- I still say Vegas. Uh, I'm cheering for Vegas because uh, they got sixteen Canadians. 